0: Welcome to the Delve Into Money podcast. I am your host, Curtis Haney. This is the personal finance podcast where we attempt to demystify money by reviewing books and applying what we learn to our own financial journeys. Welcome to episode number 41 of the Delve Into Money podcast. Today we're going to talk about a little something different. I'm going to approach this from a little bit different way today. You know, I'm typically using books as my background to start my discussions, but I decided I'm going to hold that a little bit more loosely here today and potentially in the future. So today I wanted to talk to you about a concept that I came about quite a long time ago. But one that recently came back up in some of our discussions and has really framed the way we are approaching some things going forward. So let me back up and kind of tell you how we got here, and then I will get into the concept that we're talking about. So, back around the new year, uh, and frankly, going back to when I started this podcast. I've been looking at different things to do with our finances. I've been looking at, are we optimizing what we're investing in? Are we investing the right amounts? Do we have the right processes? The reality is, is when I started this, I had a system and I had a way about doing things. But going through this process of starting the podcast has really made me refine my system. Because when you teach things, when you dive deep into topics, when you delve into topics, right? Since that's the name of the podcast, you really have to think about all the reasons that you're doing what you're doing. So when I started thinking about all of these reasons and the the way I was going about things it made me look at things in a much broader and wider scale on a day-to-day basis we can tend to narrow in and really focus in on small aspects of what we're doing whether that's the money we're spending month to month are we using the right allocations for today but when you start Digging into all of these concepts, I realized that I wasn't going from outside in like I should have been. I wasn't going to my ultimate goal and walking it back down and determine how that connected to my decisions today. Now, sure, I was doing this in a lot of different ways because I was setting long term goals and I was talking about those things, but I was thinking about them in a very abstract way. That when I started getting more practical and in dealing with this podcast and doing all these different things, that that practicality forced me to really narrow in on how to connect my goals today to my goals 10 years from now. And what I realized is, really simply, because the math has been there all along, I've I've stressed myself about the math. I've stressed myself about, are we doing all the right things? I've gone back and forth on different allocations that we want, different things that we desire. But when I looked at it, I realized where we were sitting and what we were investing, that even if we lowered our investments substantially, we would still be able to reach our retirement goals at 60 or 65. And the reality is, this was not something new. This was something that I knew all along. I'd seen the numbers and I'd broken it down. But then I realized that as I thought about this and as I looked towards my future, I'd been pushing towards a future where I could retire more quickly. Now, that's not to say I'm not pushing towards that future anymore, because getting to a point of retiring. Early is something that gives you a lot of options. And that's ultimately what I'm looking for. But the reality is, is that when you put stuff into retirement vehicles, it does limit or it does put some constraints, though not as many as people think, but it does put some constraints on how you can use the money. So over the past three to four months, maybe even longer than that, I've been evaluating what I want to do. And in the last two months, we've made a decision to cut back on the amount of investing we're doing. We did this for a few reasons. The first reason is we want to pile up cash and we want to have an option of how to invest that cash. When we put everything into our retirement accounts, we lost the option to invest that money elsewhere. Now, I'd always thought in the back of my head, I can take loans against that retirement money. I can take money out of my Roth. I can take money out of my HSA. I have many levers to pull, but it's still less liquid than if I were holding on. The other pieces we decided that we do want to dig in and potentially start investing in some real estate. And so, to do that, we would need cash to deploy, to do renovations, and then to pull back out and do it again. Talking about the Burr method or whatever method you want. And so, we realized that if we wanted to go that route, we would need that cash on hand. And the loans and other, like we've talked about, those would work in certain situations. But we just realized that we wanted to quit pushing as hard on that retirement goal. Because, and this may not be everyone's situation, we needed to quit looking for happiness in a future outcome. While I'm sure some of you have horrible jobs and things that are not going well, The reality is you don't know what your future outcome, what your happiness level will be like at that point. And banking on your happiness being higher in a future point is a gamble. It's a big time gamble. And the question I had to ask myself is, did I want to make the sacrifices that I'd been making for that future promise? And a concept that I've heard talked about, and I heard from Ramit Sethi, is what he calls money dials. And the reality is, is you can look at your spending and you can ask yourself, what is most important? And if your priorities, if your things align with your spending, then you're going to have a lot of alignment. You're going to have a better chance of finding that happiness or contentment. With your money. But if you have your saving money dial up really high, but you have other needs that you're foregoing, it's going to be harder to have that contentment in that moment. And then if you get to retirement and you've turned that saving now all the way now and you start turning up the money dial of travel, but then you realize in the midst of that, you never tried travel when you were when you were saving and now you don't like travel as much as you like it so decided we would want to prefer to play with those money dials today now sure we're still saving money and we're still going to be investing and the point of not putting money in retirement accounts is frankly just to allow the optionality but the question for you today is if you look at your own spending what gets you excited uh, Ramit has ten things that he breaks it down into. He talks about convenience, travel, health and fitness, experiences, freedom, relationships, generosity, luxury, social status, and self improvement. And the question he asks is: If you had twenty five thousand to spend on any of the above, what would you put your money into? The answer should come to you instinctively it should come to you like this that's likely your number one money dial knowing your money dial should transform the way that you're spending your money because it lets you understand the why of your spending and so while i'm over here and while we talk about we want to save the most money possible we're saving 3 dollars here and 3 dollars there When in reality, we could be doing two things. First, we could be thinking in the terms of getting a raise. We could be thinking in terms of making that $25,000 decision, but instead we're thinking in terms of the $3 decision. But then the second piece of that is if you're turning the right money dial, that $3 decision here seems pretty goofy when it could provide you a significant amount of happiness later i want i want to repeat that again if you're foregoing the coffee over here but one of your money dials is a good treat which for you could be that coffee you're trading $3 for say $100 of happiness and that's a very bad trade off So Ramit talks about finding your money dials. And he says, ask yourself this one question, what do you love to spend money on? And this can be a difficult question to ask yourself. It can be a scary question because we like to demonize spending, especially in the personal finance ranks. So many people have guilt, shame, and judgment related to spending. But the reality is is all spending is not bad spending. And I think we know that deep down, but we convince ourselves that we're horrible at spending, that we're horrible at decision making, and so we convince ourselves that all money spent is wasted money. So, I want you to think about these 10 money dials. I'll put them in the show notes. It's convenience, travel, health and fitness, experiences, freedom, Relationships, generosity, luxury, social status, and self improvement. And when you think about these 10 money dials, the question for the day is what do you love spending money on? And if you can't choose one of those things, it's likely that you have some toxic money beliefs that are going on. And we won't attack that today because it's too big of a topic to attack on top of this. But I think it's important that we understand that when we're making the $3 decision to forgo coffee or the $3 decision or the $10 or $15 decision to forgo Netflix, we know what money dial we're turning down. And if that's a money dial that motivates us, that makes us happy, that might be the wrong money dial to turn down. So if travel is one of your money dials, but you are not going on any trips because you're trying to save money, you're likely making a trade-off that you'll regret in the long run. And the beautiful thing about this money dial exercise is it helps you reframe all of your personal finance decisions. It takes the personal finance decision from how much can I cut to how can I spend my money judiciously. And if I can spend my money in the right areas, I can live on less, but I can spend it on the things that are going to actually Motivate me to keep moving forward because the worst thing you can do is turn all your money dials down, starve out any happiness or joy in life, and then have a binge eating episode because you just couldn't handle it anymore. And so, feeding these money dials, the ones that are going to motivate you, is a great way to continue on this journey. This also goes for another piece of the conversation which we won't dive deep on here because we just don't have the time in one episode to do it but the reality is when you think small when you think about the $3 when you think about the $15 it's not that you can't cut those things out but a lot of times it blocks you from making those larger decisions and zooming out and that is honestly where I found myself is I was focusing too much on the here and the now, on getting all the juice out of the orange that I wasn't considering where I was actually at. The reality was, I'm okay with my job. The reality is, I can pull other levers today, which is what I'm doing with this podcast, which is what I'm doing with the time I'm spending on the side, is I'm pulling the levers That are scratching other itches that are giving me other opportunities that I don't have in my current job. And so I think sometimes we look at this in a very narrow lens. And I think that we need to widen our lens. And for me, this money dials exercise really helped me widen that lens. So I'd encourage you to look through these 10 categories to think about which dials get you excited. And then think about how you can spend some money within that category to increase your level of happiness, can increase your level of contentment so that you are staying on track for the long term. Thank you so much for listening to me today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I'd love to hear from you what your particular money dial is. Until next week, remember, healthy financial decisions are intentional financial decisions. Intentional decisions this week lead to a healthy financial future. Start today. We'll see you next week.